Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on, man? Welcome to Viewers Anonymous, man. I'm Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. Yeah, I like that a lot better. I think we could <laughs> go around with that. Bro. <laughs> um, yeah, we tried out a new intro, man, because um, I'm trying to stop saying Already Home Podcast on the intro. So, um, listen, man, you know what I'm saying? This is going to be a great episode. This episode is uh, it's about them flowers. But before we get to that, man, how are you doing, my brother? Man, I'm stressed, man. I am so stressed <laughs> going through all this shit. Oh, and this is something I forgot to tell you, right? And mm-hmm. I, I had spoke to somebody about this, and they was like, yo, you do know that shit could be you know, brought up on stress. Mm-hmm. So remember I told you it's been about two years ago. I ended up getting vertigo. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. The whole you know, equilibrium, unbalanced thing with your ears and shit. So it's something that never goes away. You know, there's something to stay with you for life, but you know, it's it's not an everyday thing, but sometimes it can pop up on you where you can feel kind of woozy, you can feel kind of dizzy. So when shit didn't go the way it was supposed to go Friday, so I'm all stressed out, pissed off on Saturday, right? So, you know, right. I do do my regular routine, man. I go in there, I go to go brush my teeth, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm brushing my teeth, and then I go to spit and I go to rinse. And when I go to rinse, I hear this like this loud pop right yeah and so i look up and i look at my old lady like did you hear that and Mm -hmm. she didn't look so i'm like that was my fucking ear like my ear just popped and during the night like i could feel like that that spinning like it was coming Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying not enough to make me throw up like when i first found out about it but like I you you get like these it's it's hard to explain man it's like it's like a dizziness and it's like a sense of like you can about feel like the room is spinning like it's not necessarily spinning but it's like yo if you keep laying in this position the room is gonna start spinning right and it's like and I spoke to somebody about it and it was like yeah man it was like if you stressed out that's something that could bring you know light to your vertigo and like dude like I've been feeling. I've been feeling a little dizzy for the past couple of days, man. Like these people is is like literally driving me up the wall with the stuff that I'm dealing with. But mm-hmm. but other than that, man, if 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 you look at the the bright side of things, man, when you look at like the glass half full instead of half empty, it's something you know nice and on the horizon. You know what I mean? So you have to look at it in that sense of like, yo, you know, something that's that's on the horizon is 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 excuse me is a blessing. So you have to look at it that way and be like, yo, I got, you know, some good things that's about to happen. So other than that, man, life is great. But dealing with this one thing, it's a little stressful. But anyway, I went on a whole rant. But how are you feeling, though, man? Man, I am feeling good, feeling great, man. Um, You know what I'm saying? The OnlyFans thing is starting to um, pop off right now. And, uh, you know, just trying to get all that together, man. dealing with, you know what I'm saying, these people and trying to help them promo and 
well, not trying to help them promo, but actually doing promo for them. So, you know what I'm saying? Just a whole bunch of, um, <clears throat> just a whole bunch of different stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Talking to a whole bunch of different people and getting to know people and figuring out how some of this stuff works. You know what I'm saying? So just having fun with it, man. All in all. Can't complain. That's what's up, man. I feel you. I feel you, man. And uh, but you know, even in the midst of all of this, man, you know, dropping this material for the people. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. For sure. Man, we're working hard, you know, schedules been getting thrown off, and that's been you know what I'm saying? That's been on S dot, y'all. So, you know, be patient with us. We're gonna get back on schedule. And um Well, I mean, but, that's you know, I mean, that's just something that at the end of the day, man, you know, some people just gotta accept it for what it is. You know, we they people gotta understand too, like we got lives outside of this. And so, you know, with everything that's going on, like, you know, you got a house coming up, man. You got a some dope shit coming up. So we trying to Make sure that you know what I'm saying you able to do everything that you have to do outside of this, and then you know what I'm saying when if you do get time to do it, you still got time to do it, you know exactly <clears throat> yeah man so it's 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 been a it's been a grueling process, but still here to uh hit y'all hit hit y'all with these episodes man hit y'all sure. with these episodes so um. Uh, but yo, we got a very interesting character today, man. It's um, and then, dude, you said what did you say? I think her name is Carolyn. I think you it's, said it's, I said Catherine. You said Catherine. Yeah. Um, but like, man, we like this person is Carolyn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, but this person, yo, like to have, and I said in the coming soon, one of the most unorthodox careers, and. The person that we speak about, let me get this out of the way. But I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all saw the name, but we're doing Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, sir. And the the one of the most interesting things about her is just the fact of like when when you think about the time that she came about, you know, coming about in the 70s and the 80s, um for her not to not to be like a sexualized woman, like, you know, mm-hmm. like when you speaking about her, like people wouldn't say like, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. Um, she don't dress sexy. She don't wear like makeup. Like, you know, she wore dreadlocks through most of her career. And it's like, she wears baggy clothes. And it's just like, she got to where she was because she was so damn talented. And sometimes, yeah the talent takes over and she's one of those people who was so talented. She beat all the odds of, especially when you're talking about a black woman, she defeated all the odds because her talent, you know what I'm saying? Came Mm -hmm. supreme. You know what I mean? So I just think that that was one thing that's really, really great about her is the fact that her, her, she was so damn talented to where she could not be denied. And that's what I think the biggest thing for me um, that I realized and recognized about Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, for me, man, I um, recognize Whoopi Goldberg's uh, comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To me, that's the thing that always stood out about it uh, to me. Um 
I remember, you know what I'm saying, like she used to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. People forget that. Like people forget that she used to be a stand-up comedian. People forget that, you know what I'm saying, she was a comedic actor. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, not only that, you just forget the type of <clears throat> excuse me, you forget the type of range that she has. You forget that uh, you know, she can do drama, she can do comedy, she can do, you know, a little bit of action. Um she she kind of do it all, man. I mean, as you know, saying as it shows with you know, saying her having the egot, um, which not many people have. You know, her doing that just you know, is it's a uh, it's impressive. It's super impressive. And um, I've just for me, man, it's always been the comedy though. You know. You always, you know, you you always want to go back to that one moment that you seen somebody and was like, "Yo, this motherfucker is hilarious." Like for me, it was it was um, um, what's the movie when she was the head coach of the Knicks? Is it Eddie? Eddie. Yeah, it was Eddie. Watching that, and I was like, "Oh snap!" Like this is actually funny, and you know, she she did her thing, man, and you know, to to know that she has, you know that type of talent to be able to, you know, go from um, the stage doing stand-up to the stage doing Broadway to, you know what I'm saying, the silver screen doing movies, then to come back down to, um, you know, come back down to television and, you know, end up being like the, 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 the centerpiece of, you know what I'm saying, one of the most famous talk shows ever in The View, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just shows you just how dope she really is. Yeah, and very versatile. Like you mentioned, um, you know, I I didn't, with you being a comedy person, it doesn't surprise me that that be the first thing that you think of when you think of Whoopi Goldberg. For Um, sure, for sure. You know, the the first time I came about i mean it's one of the <laughs> it's one of the black gospels man it's kind of like you ain't seen the color purple like it's like what's wrong with oh, you yeah. like, sure. you know like i mean so obviously that was the first time i ever saw her and um and it was so crazy because this was a, a fact that i knew but i'm pretty sure you heard the episode where uh or rory and, and um uh damaris had no idea that steven spielberg did the color purple Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the crazy thing for that to be her first movie and to put on the performance that she did but not only that like I was um, watching the interview and she kind of went up to Steven and she was like yo like that part you want me to do I mm-hmm. can't do that part she was like I want to be part of the movie but she's like I just feel that I will mess this up so she was like you know I'll play another character yeah. and I can't remember who the character that she named but she named another character he was like no like he, first of all, he was like, I'm a director. Let me worry about that. Then this is your first mm-hmm. movie. Like, and he was just like, you know, they talked to Steven Spielberg as well. And he was like, yo, there was nobody else alive that could have played that role other yeah. than Whippy Goldberg. Like it was something that he saw in her um from the little bits of parts of, of him seeing her doing plays and stand-up comedy and all that type stuff. It mm-hmm. was something that he's seen in her. And I think that's one of those things about Steven Spielberg is 
he's able to. I mean, look, this dude was able to find a talent in someone like Drew Barrymore. Uh, Drew Barrymore ended up being like a very well-known name when it comes to actresses. And he found her as, I don't know, what, seven? I don't know how old she was in uh, E.T. But for Yo, him to have minute, that... Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, Nick. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of Rory and Ma, yo, did you hear the, the shit that they were talking with when Damaris was talking about Drew Barrymore being in fucking Studio 54 at nine, my nigga? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yo, that's nuts, bro. Nigga, is... you know who was in Studio 54? Like, nigga, Prince and them was in Studio 54, nigga. Yeah, around that time. Nigga, like Eddie Murphy and them used to be in there. Nigga, she was in there with like legends, bro. And there were legends at nine years old. God damn. I'm sorry, and I didn't cut you off, but when you said nah, that, you I straight. Had to, but that's yeah, crazy. yeah. But it's just like he has an eye for talent on uh, Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, and for him to to see that in uh, in Whoopi Goldberg, it's just like that was one of those things that really kicked her career off. Mm-hmm. And you know he's one of those people who, who had just just had this this inkling of like, yo, I, I really think there's something special about this woman, and like she played a huge role in that movie, a yeah. huge role, and and for that to be her first performance, I just think people don't understand like, for to do the thing that she done, and for this to be her first film, like you you want to talk about start stuff off with a bang like you know we did boys in the hood recently mm-hmm. and i mean we're talking about that was ice cube's first movie and it was john singleton's first movie mm-hmm. and they started out with a bang and like and when you start when you really go back and you look at an actor or actress first movie it's like can you think of another performance now a performance the way that she put her performance together with the color purple Right. I don't know, man. I, I can't think of somebody like when, when, like they first movie and like they the main character. I can't mm-hmm. think of nobody else, man. Um, you said the first movie and they the main yeah, character. They, yeah, they first movie and they one of the main characters. Shit. Like Aegis Elba and The Wire. Oh, you mean a movie? Nah, movie. He when he was the main character in the Tyler Perry joint. That's oh, Daddy's the, Little Girl. Yeah, I don't know if that's his first movie, but yeah, I don't know if that's his first movie, but uh, I know he but, came out of nowhere with that one, but he did a great job in that. Yeah, show. yeah, that was that was a good movie, definitely a good movie. Yeah. Um, but nah, man, you know Whoopi Goldberg being, um, you know. Carolyn Johnson uh, from Chelsea Section Projects, man, up in Manhattan, you know, born November 13, 1955. Mm-hmm. Like, coming through the way the way that she came through, like, dude, she used to live, when, when she decided to move to Oakland, California, like, yo, like, they stayed in the house that had a, a, a tree came through that bad boy. Yeah. Like, she was like living on Section Eight. She was, you know, she had this daughter living on Section Eight. You know, getting food stamps, all this type of stuff. Not really, not really having, not really having a plan. And 
and I was listening to this interview where she was like, you know, these people came down from San Francisco and <clears throat> they was doing like these little plays or whatnot. And so she said the people was like sleeping on her floor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they doing the plays and they was like, yo, how do you feel about coming back to San Francisco with us and we could do our thing over there? And so she was like, she looked at her daughter and she was like, at the time, her daughter was seven years old. She said, she looked at her daughter and said, how you feel about going to San Francisco? Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, as a little kid, she was like, yeah, okay. So she said, yeah, we jumped in a Vol- it was either a Volkswagen or a Volvo. My guy. No brakes. She said to stop it, you had to pull the handbrake. So they drove from Oakland to California using the handbrake. So then she was like, we get not to California, Oakland to San Francisco. So she's like, we go we go to San Francisco, sleeping on couches and going to this uh this this one building. Every you know, it ain't nothing in there but dancers, you got singers, you got all this type of stuff, like all the just these talented people in one spot. And she was just like, basically, really just put her life in these people's hands that were sleeping on her floor when they was visiting. And now she's doing the reverse and she's sleeping on people's couches and all this type stuff to get her career started. So to really to do that, to go through the things that she was going through with with no promise of anything happening, um, Got a salute for it, man. Got a salute for for something like that, and that was something that I just found out today. Like I didn't know this fact about Whoopi Goldberg. Yo, that's crazy. So, real quick, like, um, just to you know, what I'm saying, kind of give a uh, nice little detailed um, bio on it, real quick. Um, her name is Karen Elaine Johnson. She was born in New York, 1955, November 13th. Uh, She was married for a year (laughs) to Lyle Trachtenberg. And then uh, to David Clayson and Alvin Martin. And uh, those are the only three husbands she's ever had. I remember that she was like, didn't they say like she was into it with Kurt Russell or some shit like that? Or was, uh, it, was it, it Kurt Russell? It wasn't Kurt Russell. What was, what was well, Billy I know Ray? it wasn't Patrick um, Swayze, but Patrick Swayze, Patrick that's what I'm thinking of. But they, no, but he was married because in that thing that I watched, he was just mm-hmm. like, yo, he was like, if I wasn't, he was like, if I wasn't married to such and such, he was like, yo, I would have, he was like, Whoopi Goldberg would be my girlfriend. Um, he was just saying, like, that's how much they kicked it off on the set of Ghost. But mm-hmm. he said there was never nothing there. He just said that he really liked her, but he was involved with someone. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just, you know what I'm saying, just to throw out a couple, you know what I'm saying, facts on her bio, man. Um, and it's super dope. They say her mother was a nurse. Her dad was a clergyman. So, you know what I'm saying, you, could, you know, she got that. That's where the, the whole sister act thing came from, you know what I'm saying? With the uh <laughs> her being the nun, you know what I'm saying? You can tell she got that kind of background. So um yo, real quick, um, as an actress, she has 192 credits. 
That's that's crazy. But but before you go there, before mm-hmm. before we get there real quick. So I gotta mention this. Because because I wanted to stay on the personal thing before we really, really got into her acting stuff. She was uh speaking about how it's obvious to see if you go back and you look, a lot of white men, mm-hmm. right? That she either dated or married. Mm-hmm. And and she was speaking about how, you know, people was like, how, you know, she's letting us down with this and that and this and that and all this type of stuff. And my this is my thing. And and maybe because I've I've been there and I don't think it's an excuse. I, I just think because she was talking about like, yo, I've dated like men of many races. She was like, I dated plenty of black men, mm-hmm. but like she said, but the ones that was always put out there and advertised was the white men that she met. But she only married white men, so it's kind of I could kind of see both sides there. Mm-hmm. But the point that I'm making is because I've had people tell me like, "Oh man, you know, there's a lot of white girls in your history or whatever, whatnot." And I was just like, "Well, at the time of like coming up, like, because that's why I would tell my girl now, like, yo, like, for some odd reason, I don't know why, but." They were the one that was fucking with me. So I think that when it ain't even really about being in certain areas or whatever the case may be, but it's like whoever like gravitates towards you, whoever like really, really fuck with you, those are the people who fuck with you. So like when I look at her, her past career and you see like a lot of white men and it was like, well, maybe the white man was the one that was fucking with her. Like you're supposed to just right. sit back and be lonely if if it ain't really no no black dudes really coming at you. And like it wasn't really a lot of black girls coming at me, so it was kind of like, yeah, like there was, you know, there was, you know, some white women that was in my past or whatever, whatnot. But it's like, you know, when I'm watching this and I'm hearing her speak about it, and it's like, yeah, I mean, if those are the people that are fucking with you, you know what I'm saying? Do what you do, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was like I kind of felt it when she said that because I could relate to what she was saying because it's just like. If if you ain't if you ain't got these people, you know what I'm saying, beating down your dog, you know what I'm saying, to get, go on a date with you, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna rock with who rocking with me. So yeah, like I it's just, you know, because I didn't even know, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is real talk. I didn't know she had a daughter. I had no idea. Who? Whoopi Gilbert? Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I had no idea. I knew you know that. Saying? And uh, and you know, and she mixed, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, I, like I see. And see, that's what that's. I remember. I mean, because but, but I remember when you know, what I'm saying everybody found out she was mixed. Like that's why I thought that I thought that was Patrick Swayze's daughter when I was young. Because oh. remember, everybody that was the rumor she was messing with Patrick Swayze. So I used to think that that was Patrick Swayze's daughter. Yeah, that was her. I think third husband. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I I do want I do want to mention that man because like. Like I was like, okay, I, I feel you. Like I see, I see what you're saying, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, so definitely, man. Uh, but yeah, how many you say? You said 102. Uh, no, 192. What one? Yo, listen. <laughs> yo, she was, she was, uh, she was talking, and she said that when when it came to her career, she was like, yo, like I always wanted to stay working. Because she was like, I knew. Because I remember when people people were saying it after she did the color purple, she had a couple mm-hmm. of flops, mm-hmm. and she was just like, 
those people reached out to me, so I'm gonna turn it down. She was like, because I know. She was like, I'm very realistic, and she was like, I know people aren't writing scripts for me. And so she was like, if somebody reached out to me to do something, like I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not really like it's not really necessarily a money grab. It's more like I think what people have to realize when they come to actors and actresses is that these people are basically unemployed more than they are employed. Yeah. Like they're like independent contractors. Like they don't have health insurance and all that type shit. Like most of the time they don't really have shit to do. Like you sitting around waiting for that next script. So mm-hmm. she was like, yo, if the iron's hot, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm burning. That's all it yeah. is to it. So I don't blame her, but yeah, it might be some shit in there. You like, all right, you know, I don't really know this movie or you know, but but she also did a lot of voiceovers though. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. She's done a ton of voiceovers. Her most famous is uh Lion King. Oh, come on, man. As a hyena? Yo. Yo. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Ooh. <laughs> hey. That's the shit, yo, man. yo, that's why I remember when we talked about we briefly talked about the Lion King. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how trash the other one was, and we was like, "Yo, yeah, Beyonce the can't one. be Nala because she she she's Beyonce." But well, yo. it ain't that. It's the listen. I don't have an issue with Beyonce being Nala or Chadwick Gambino being Simba. I don't care about none of that. The actors wasn't the issue. The issue is the fact that these niggas don't make facial uh, emotional. Yeah. yeah, they don't make facial expressions. So you got a goddamn lion that's. I mean, not a, yeah, lion that's just talking like a fucking lion's face the whole time. Like they, ain't, <laughs> you can't see when they scared. You can't tell when they nervous. Like this nigga just look like a fucking lion, bro. So it's He's like emotional. the whole. Yeah, like the whole time they doing everything, like they screaming, but it don't look like you know what I'm saying. Like they not really like they ain't got the screaming face. So it's just like, man, this is weak. Nah, but like. My thing is the biggest disappointment for me was, and, and, and I'm not just saying this because we're doing this on Whoopi Goldberg, but my favorite character was the fucking hyena. Like, Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg murdered that, yo. Yeah. Like, every time the hyenas came on screen, it was really, like, one of the best parts of, like, the whole movie. Even Ed. Like, I love Ed. Even though Ed did was last. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. bite his own foot. It was hilarious to me, but yeah. the but the the new hyenas that they brought in, it was just like nah, yo, like these hyenas ain't doing it. And and I knew, I knew going into that movie, I was like the toughest part is gonna be the person that is playing the hyena because Whippy Goldberg voice stands out so much. Now, don't get me wrong, James Earl Jones, when it comes to voices, he like the goat. Mm-hmm. Him. Hold on, wait a minute. If we do a voice ghost, it's James Earl Jones, Samuel Jackson, Morgan Freeman. Man, I might have to put her and Eddie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Murphy killed it with Donkey. I mean, just just the just the the uh damn, what they call the movies? The Shrek movies. Just the Shrek yeah. movies alone, him playing the donkey is just like, yo. Yeah. Like wait, you said greatest voices. Wait a minute. James Earl Jones, Sam, um, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. What's the dude from the Allstate commercials? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always forget his name. He played... He was uh, Zeke and... Uh, what's the name? And Love, Love basketball. basketball. Yeah, he got a good yeah. voice. Um, got- uh, um, 
the 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 light skinned dude who was um damn what's his name man oh man are we are we gonna put Tom Hanks in there too? I mean Toy Story yeah, in there. Yeah, Toy Story I mean, for sure. So does that mean we gotta put Tim Allen in there too? I mean, we don't have to put Tim Allen in nah, there, do we? No, hell no. We ain't got to put Tim <laughs> I'm trying to think of the light skinned dude, man. He was uh he played in the Matrix. Yeah. But he do a he do a lot of voiceover work. Hold on. I don't know. Are you talking about Lawrence Fishburne? No, not Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne got a got a great voice too though. Light skinned dude in the Matrix. Hold on, I'm about to I'm about to find it. I'm about to find it. It was um Revolution. The, the, are you talking about the you talking about the dude that played the Panther? Did he play in Panther? You talking about the dude that did the No, 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 no. Not the dude that was um Huey P. No, not him. Harry Lennox. Him, bro. He played Commander Lot. This nigga. Oh, bro, this nigga got a great voice, bro. Y'all go yeah. check out y'all go check out Harry Lennox, bro. That nigga voice is amazing. He was bro. in Love and Basketball too. He was a dad. Yeah, but he but he does um he does like voiceover work for like uh, um video games and stuff. Oh shit, how can we forget? How can the we voice forget of Gargoyles, man? Yeah, David Keith. I mean yeah, Keith David, David Keith, I mean Keith David, the greatest, the greatest voice ever, man. Yeah, yeah, he was Kirby. Yeah, and that nigga said, said, said <laughs> motherfucker left my what do you say, motherfucker trying to take my leg. <laughs> Everybody said, yeah, no, I got one leg. Yeah, that nigga. Motherfucker ran the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, we just went on a little rant there, but but yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's in there though. Like For she's sure. done, dude. She was in Toy Stories, she was mm-hmm. in The Lion King. Mm-hmm. I mean, She's done so many, so much voice work. Well, she man. she's done so much work. Like, and and the thing is, is that with her being a comedic actress and a in a stand up comedian, like she's able to switch her voice up. So it's a lot of stuff that she's been in that she's done that you didn't even know was her. You know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. and that's what also makes her. Though she's she's super talented, bro. She's she's definitely super talented, and that's why you can see how a person like her get an egot. Oh, and one of one of sixteen. Yeah, it's not that many That's how small that club it. is. That's how small that club is. So real quick, Very. let me break this down to you. Okay. So in um, hold on, let me find. There we go. In 2002, she had her Emmy. She won her first Emmy in 1986. She won her first Grammy. In 1990, she won her first Oscar, and then in 2002, she won her first Tony, which was the completion of the EGOT. That was the last award she needed. Um, over 16 years. And uh, she was 46 years old at the age of completion. So at yeah. 46, man, she became the, and hold on, let me see real quick. She became the 10th EGOT winner. That's wild. Yeah. And it's, so. and it's, and it's definitely well-deserved, man. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part about the Oscar, for the people that don't know the backstory about Ghost was so someone had reached out to her and it was like yo we they, like they was looking because she spoke about that there was a, a few roles that she did she was like yo 
these robe was written for like certain people that was all white people right and and she said that nobody wrote roles especially at that time that was attended for her mm-hmm. so ghost came about and the word went around hollywood that they wanted a black person to play this role a black woman yeah. to play this role and so she's like well why haven't i heard about it so she says she calls her agent and her agent was like, I didn't want to be have to be the one to tell you this. The reason I didn't mention it to you is because I already put your name in the pool and they don't want you. Ooh. But Patrick Swayze is like, I want her. Ooh. So this was one of those situations where, oh man, it was one movie that we done where the where the one actor fought for the other one. And they was like, yo, I'm not doing the movie without this person. And I never forgot what that movie was. But anyway, Patrick Swayze is like, I don't know if he said I'm pulling out the movie if you don't get her. But he he made it known like, yo, I only want Whippy Goldberg. Yeah. So they listened to Patrick Swayze and he talked about how their chemistry was unmatched, how they worked so well together, all this type stuff. Long story short, the point of what I'm going is she wins an Oscar off of a movie that they didn't even fucking want her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they they movie goes. Don't get me wrong. At this time in 1990, Patrick Swayze, certified star. Come on, man. Demi Moore. Come on. Come on. So, <laughs> it's not like the movie probably wouldn't have had success, but she was the person that was voted for best supporting actress. Yeah. So this movie that y'all got where her agent reached out to y'all and y'all was like, yo, we don't want her. And for this man to fight for her to get on there and then she could go back and look at them and step on their desk and piss on their heads and be like, look at this Oscar bitch. Y'all didn't right. even want me. And now I done took this movie to a whole nother level. So shout out for Whippy Goldberg, man, for being in a situation where somebody don't even want her. And then mm-hmm. she go and get an Oscar for the role. Come on, man. That's legend right. shit right there. Right. I mean, to just the story like that alone, man, is, is crazy, bro. Like to see to know that, you know what I'm saying, nobody wanted her um involved or wanted to you know what I'm saying her to be in that and then for her to turn around and make that happen is something amazing. The fact that uh <laughs> I'm sorry but my little cousin just walked in bro he wow uh <laughs> but um nah like just the fact that you know what I'm saying they didn't they didn't even give her a chance to do anything is you know what I'm saying just you know it, it, it's it's not it's not shocking um, but what's more impressive is the fact that, you know, with her being a darker skinned black woman, her, you know what I'm saying, not being the quintessential beauty in Hollywood, um, and then seeing her accomplish everything that she's accomplished up until this point, you know what I'm saying, that just lets you know, like, when you put in that work, man, and you do what you're supposed to do, and you know how to play the game, and you know how to maneuver in that game, like, all anything is possible for you. You just got to put in, you know what I'm saying? You just got to put in that effort and you got to put in that right work and eventually it'll get made for you. Definitely, man. And so, man, I'm just sitting back 
and you know, there, there to me, there's a, there's some good bit of movies that really kind of stand out for me, man. It was a movie. Um, honestly, man, it's, it's it's a very very underrated movie, man. I think that at some point we should try to do this on the Views Anonymous because it's a movie that is it wasn't like a highly rated movie. It's really under the radar. It's one of those movies that kind of. If I remember correctly, I don't know if it hit theaters or not, but she was in a movie, a 2001 movie called Kingdom Come. When I tell you, man, she was the wife of the person that died. And man, when I tell you that movie is so hilarious, man. Yeah, I mean, that, no, it, that first off, first off, it's a it's an adaptation of um of Death at a Funeral. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then they um. They they redid Death at a Funeral with Chris Rock and Martin Lawrence, but the the initial um, Kingdom Come is supposed to be a, a adaptation of Death at a Funeral. It's supposed to be like a black version of it or whatever. But you talking about comedy, bro? That movie is hilarious. Yeah, and you and then credit to LL Cool J too because I didn't think that he was gonna be doing too well in a comedic movie, and he did uh-huh. pretty good. Yeah, man. I mean, LL Cool J, Jada Pickett Smith, man, Vivian Fox, Loretta Devine, Anthony Anderson, you know what I'm saying? Cedric the Entertainer, Darius McQuarrie. Like, yo, like, when when you're talking about, like, you know, a lot of black successful people in one film and for this movie not to really get... the the, the shine that it deserved, but Whippy Goldberg, like, she played she played a really, really good part in it, man. And I yeah. just wanted to single that movie out because I thought that that was a really, really good movie. But it's one of those movies that a lot of people don't really know about. You know, like mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to find. You know what I mean? But I just wanted to mention man, that, that. It that used was to really come on movie. like BT. I remember, like, remember when BT used to show movies on the weekends? Yeah, they used to. It was on that block where it was like it would be like Kingdom Come, ATL, Baby Boy, and then like a random movie after that. But like, yeah, it was definitely on that block for a nice little minute, though. They were showing Kingdom Come like crazy for a minute. Yeah, man, it's, it, it, and like I remember, um, I can't remember which episode it was, but I remember speaking about this one movie, man. It's uh, she's not the main character in it, but it was this movie uh called Deep End of the Ocean, where she mm-hmm. played, she played this cop, and and Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. Long story short, her child was missing for years and come to find out this dude stole it and the dude stayed right down the street. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but anyway, like even even like that role that she played in that, but the crazy part about it, like she was Whoopi Goldberg. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The baggy clothes, the dreads, like she yep. didn't like lose herself. And it was just one of those movies, man, where I feel that that's another movie that's kind of slept on that she was in. But man, she's done so much and we ain't even got into her her own "Quote unquote" series. Well, she got two because she's in all the Toy Story movies. Mm-hmm. But yo, man, hold on. What? What you mean? What you mean she in all the Toy Story movies? She's a voiceover in Toy Story. As what? It was uh. Hold on, hold on. It was uh. What what character was she? She was in it. I saw it. Yo, are you serious? Yeah. Sorry, y'all. I had it. I had it. I had it sitting there. Where is it at? 
But yeah, uh, she was definitely in the Toy Story joints. Um, Stretch. Oh wow! Yeah, she was. Uh, she was Stretch. Um, but but come on, man, Sister Act, yo, listen, I was watching Sister Act two the other day. That is one of, like, this This is an idea. So I'm going to give away a little secret here, right? Mm-hmm. This was something that I was planning on doing. I got the idea. I heard it somewhere. And I was like, yo, that'd be great to do. And I was, I've was i been trying to do it on the views and on the views. God damn it. I'm on views and <laughs> on the 28 Minutes or Less. Where, <laughs> <laughs> but I was wanting to do the best sequels of all time, right? Mm. When I tell you Sister Act 2 is very high on that list. Yo, Sister Act 2 back in habit. I think it's yeah, I think it's back in habit. Mm-hmm. Yo, that is one of the greatest sequels of a movie I've ever seen. She yes. completely killed that shit. Sister Act 2 is so fucking good, yo. It's like I I just don't think that people understand like how good that movie was. And just just to think um, I mean, <laughs> the premise of the movie is so crazy. Like the whole movie is like the first, especially the first one. She yeah. is a showgirl who got caught up with this gangster. And the dude was looking for her, so they're trying to hide her in protective custody. And they got her posing as a fucking as nun. A nun. <laughs> yeah, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yo, who comes up with this shit, yo? Yeah, that's hilarious. That joke is hilarious, man. And then, but what I loved about it was she was so unapologetically black in that shit. Mm-hmm. In a, a cast full of white women. And then they flip it when it comes to two. You know what I'm saying? And now she's like teaching this class where, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty mixed, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? But you bring in more people. And I mean, like you bring in somebody like Lauren Hill, you know, and it's just. I don't know, man. I just think that it's so good and it's so funny. Like, it's underrated funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, yo, man, them, them sister act movies are, are all time. All time great movies. For man. sure. For sure. Um, I, the, man, listen, when, when they made my boy sing Oh Happy Day, you know what I'm saying? When, when Lauren Hill was singing, like, that's a that's a classic classic movie. So I mean, you know, outside of the singing part, just the comedy in that. You know what I'm saying? Her being, um, her showing off her acting skills and being the, the straight person. While um, what is that lady's name? Hold on, <clears throat> I forgot what the um the one nun's name. They found out with I think. She found out that she wasn't the real nun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy Najami or Najimi, I think that's how you say her name. Um, but she she has a a long um a long standing, you know, uh, comedy movie resume as well. So for her to to have an extra. You know what I'm saying, comedic actor in there with her and let her, you know what I'm saying, play that um straight role. I think that, you know what I'm saying, that was uh that was dope. 
and it kind of showed, you know what I'm saying, what she could really do in those moments. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, um, <clears throat> but yeah, man, those movies, man, it's just, I, I, and, and I'm sitting here looking at, and, and look, you know, I don't pay attention to any of this shit because I think a lot of it's bullshit. But just mm-hmm. to look at it, and the way IMDb, they don't do what we do. We do five. Um, but yeah. uh, IMDb go to ten. If we have mm-hmm. a five point six out of ten, that is bullshit. I mean, but but you already know, like usually with our classics, the ones that we call classics, like those don't, you know, what I'm saying those don't do too well on. Um, those don't do too well on, you know, what I'm saying like Rotten Tomatoes or, you know, what I'm saying shit like that. Yeah, man. Because I, I just, and that's why I say. They need to get more people, you know what I'm saying, that are movie critics the way that we are. Because I think that that's just like just having certain people in certain rooms. You know, like when, for an example, when Jay-Z had went to the NFL and people tried to kill him for it. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you look at what Jay-Z has done when it comes to the entertainment part of the NFL, he put people on stages that never would have been there. Like, I don't think the whole world would know about her. Like, yeah, we knew about her for the longest. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think that the whole world would know about her like that. Um, you know, for him to uh, to put Shakira and, and um, J-Lo together, you know what I mean? To, to do the last Super Bowl that he did with 50 Cent, uh, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, you know what I mean? So I just think that like when you put certain people in a room, like we could go in there and tell them, like, yo, like y'all is slipping. Like mm-hmm. sister act is the shit. Like um boys in the hood, like y'all ain't giving it its proper respect. Like we could go in there and like just kind of tell them like this is like y'all are, y'all are not viewing this shit the way that it should be viewed because people that come from the background that we come from and the yeah. things that we hold important, these are the things that we hold important and y'all don't hold the same thing so we can give y'all that diverse um, answer to some of those questions that y'all needed answered. Mm-hmm. For sure. And um, Real quick, bro, I gotta, I gotta ask you this question, right? Shoot. So, with her being, like, in all these movies and doing all these things, right, how do you think she got to the point to where she is now on The View? Because this is something totally, like, like left field of what she does. I think she used to do this thing. Uh, for homeless people, mm-hmm. um, her, Billy Crystal, and what's my man that died? Um, did Mrs. Doubtfire? Um, 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 um Robin um, Williams. Yeah, I bet say Tim Allen. So I bet um, say Tim Allen. So I don't know why you don't want to say Tim Allen. Yeah. Um, so she used to do this thing, and she also talked about like when she did her comedy. Mm-hmm. She used to do like uncomfortable subjects. Like she used to talk about abortion and you know being black in Hollywood and all this type of stuff. And I think that I mean this is my opinion. I don't know what they did, but I think that 
when the view chose her for a moderator, I think that they looked at her past and with her being, you know, unapologetic black, even though she dated white men, people couldn't say that she didn't look out for her community. She did a lot of stuff for black people and knew that she was mm-hmm. the way that she was viewed being a um being a black woman. And I think that when they looked at her they saw a person who wasn't afraid to speak because when she spoke about, she was like, yo, when I spoke about abortion, she was like, it wasn't the popular thing to do or say at the times when I was saying it. And I think that the view looked at her like, okay, we're, we're talking about a woman that is not afraid to say the things that she want to say. And I think that she just, she was so decorated in what she was doing I, I, I just really think that that's really what it is, man. I just think that they looked at her past and and also with her career. I mean, she's been doing movies mm-hmm. while she's been on The View, but it's always been little, you know, episode here or she in a movie for like five minutes. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's, it's never been like she hasn't really done like a movie where she was the main character in a long time. So, well, yeah, I mean, at this point, she ain't got to. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I answered your question, but I mean, like, what about you? Like, like how you feel about her and how I she mean, ended up getting on I the think view? You, I think you kind of gave it, um, you know what I'm saying, a, a nice twist, but you, you kind of ended up there ultimately. Um, I'm, I, I'm actually surprised at how she's being, like, basically put in the forefront on the view. Like, she's in a weird way, she's like, like the face of the view. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, she definitely going on the Mount Rushmore to view once they, you know what I'm saying, start switching everybody in and out and everything else. I don't yeah. think that her um, and Joy. Yeah, for sure. Joy Behar for sure. And Barbara Walters. Um, but I don't I don't think that the that Jewish comment really hurt her too much. I think that, you know what I'm saying, it kind of swayed a little bit, but I don't think it, it did really any damage. Um but for her to be so, for her to be so political in the arenas that she's been political in, in on that show specifically, like it shocked the shit out of me because you don't get a chance to see, you know what I'm saying, like actors and actresses of her caliber really get a chance to talk about certain things and really have an opinion about certain things and have a legit opinion about certain things. Usually it's like some weird thing where it'd be like, yeah, you know, and they, they going for whatever cause and it's like a PC answer. Like she's giving you her actual opinion, her actual feelings, her actual emotions, and she's taking whatever comes with it. And the fact that she does that, like it shocks the shit out of me because it's like, how the hell can, like how the hell can, you know what I'm saying? Like you not enjoy listening to Whoopi Goldberg or watching Whoopi Goldberg. And she gets a lot of hate. But I don't understand how people could dislike her for, you know, her opinions and everything. Even if you don't agree with her, it's just like the fact that, you know what I'm saying, she's somebody who is supposed to be playing the game. You know what I'm saying? She's she's somebody who's supposed to be tap dancing and, you know what I'm saying, and and, and walking on thin ice and everything else because of, you know what I'm saying, her her career and her resume. It shows you, like, you know, you would think that she's done this her whole career. And the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, this is just a culmination of who she's really been this whole time. She's never really tap danced on issues. She's never really had a problem with issues. She stood up a lot of times and, you know what I'm saying, like, you, you, 
when you do your research, you see like she has really been on the forefront of a lot of social injustice issues, um, a lot of um, a lot of issues just re- regarding you know saying stuff like racial issues and everything else. And she's always been on the forefront of you know what I'm saying women's empowerment. And to see her, you know, really just being on there like just sticking it to whoever she wants to stick it to, it's, it's just dope to see you know what I'm saying somebody. Um, of that caliber to have a real voice for a change, you know what I mean? Yes, sir, man. Like, yeah, I, th- I think she's had one of the most <clears throat> decorated careers, and I just feel I hate to say it, but like they do not mention her name, yeah, you know what I mean? When it comes to, I mean, just females, period. Like, everybody always talk about Meryl Streep, and Meryl mm-hmm. Streep is one of those weird things because it's like. I think she has like the most nominations, and I don't think she won. Is that correct? Has she won? Like, it's I think, so crazy. I think, like, I think it's the most wins. I don't think it's the most nominations. I think it's the most oh, wins. Dude, I don't know. I don't know, man. I thought it was. I thought the thing with Meryl Streep was she's been nominated like a thousand times, mm-hmm. but hasn't won. Hold on, wait a minute. <clears throat> Let me see. Meryl Streep, what that shit at? I could have swore it was it was the fact that she's been nominated so many times because she's been nominated. Hold on, wait a minute. Where's the Oscars? I want the Oscars. Damn it! This just got everything up here because mm-hmm. she's been nominated for three hundred and seventy-four nominations, and she has a hundred. Okay, so she got three Oscars. She's won three Oscars. Three Oscars, okay. So she got the most nominations then. Like, dude, it's that is nuts. Um, but well, what I was saying was Whippy Goldberg name just don't get mentioned, and she got an EGOT. Mm-hmm. And like you said, one of sixteen people. Yeah. So is she's I think out of all the people that we done, even though how much I love the Red Divine. I think Whippy Gobert might be the most slept on person we've done. Definitely the most underrated, hands down. Hands down. And, and, then, and, the, I, and then and then think about and to think about how she was like a star star. Like she wasn't just like somebody who was just breezing past. Whippy Gobert was a fucking superstar, bro. Like when she was doing Eddie, when she was doing Sister Act, when she was doing Ghost and all that shit. Like she and and then on top, on top of that, she was doing comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like she was doing stand up. I mean, like. Yeah, she was a star. Like, that's how she really got to be on The View was because of, you know what I'm saying, who she was. So it's like to to see now how people have, like, not even given her her flowers or shown her the love that they're supposed to show her. Like, it's that's crazy. Yeah, and Whoopi Goldberg has 89 nominations, and she's won 60 awards. And we mentioned her winning uh, Best Actress in, in mm-hmm. a Supporting Role on Ghost. Yeah. For sure. And I gotta ask a favor, man. Are we doing a top three or top five? What what are we doing today? We're doing a top three, bro. Oh my god, man. I need five. Okay, let's, oh. do, five. <laughs> let's do five. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, listen. Okay, all right. I, I I don't even know if I can even do an order. So I'm I'm just gonna ramble these bad boys off. Okay. Okay. Like no order. Okay, I'll do order. I'll do order. Okay. No, no, no. Don't do no order. I, that's why I'm okay. asking. No okay, okay, okay. So, no order. I mean, yeah. okay, okay. Look, listen, I mean, Sister Act 2, come on. 
I mean, of course. Um, Lion King, of course. Let me see. I'm 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 not gonna cheat and say Sister Act, uh, because I already got Sister Act in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta give it to Ghost. Okay. I gotta give it to the color purple. Oh man, I wanna say, dude, I want I want to say Kingdom Come so bad. <laughs> um, yo, I love that movie, yo. That movie was fucking good, man. People be slipping on that shit. Man. No, it, it really was though. Man, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Kingdom Come, man. That movie was good. People don't understand how how fucking funny that movie is. So I'm gonna go. I got Sister Act Two, mm-hmm. Lion King, The Color Purple, Ghost, and Kingdom Come. Okay. 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 So I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Sister Act Two. Same, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw a, 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 a wrench in the mix, though. I'm going racing stripes. Um, she did a voiceover, you know what I'm saying? It had Chris Rock, Frankie Muniz, and everybody on there. Um, but it was about a zebra who wanted to be a racehorse. So if y'all <laughs> haven't seen that, you know what I'm saying? Get your kids together, do your thing. Um, I'm going rat race, hilarious movie. Um, I'm going Kingdom Come, of course. Well, I'm at four or three. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think at four. I'm at four, so I got one more. Um, and then last but not least, I know everybody like, oh, you gonna go to color purple? Wrong. I never seen the movie. And um, let me see, what have I seen? I'm trying to find a movie that I've actually seen. Okay, so see, I can't, I can't do that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Eddie. I'm gonna go, Eddie. I'm gonna go, Eddie. Okay. Yeah, but mm-hmm. let me mm-hmm. tell you, I was gonna go. <laughs> I was gonna go. Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood, but she uncredited in the movie, so that's not fair. So I'm you know, you, you wanna know what I almost did, and it was really close. Um, I was gonna go Ghost of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost of Mississippi. Uh, she okay. played Marilyn Elvers. Man, that was the story of uh, Edgar Everett. Edgar uh, Evers, uh mom. Yeah, she played the wife. Uh, yeah. I was gonna go there. I almost went there, but uh, but yeah. Oh man, man, I forgot. Made in America. How could I forget Made in America? With uh, with uh, what's his name? Ted Danson. Is it Ted Danson? Uh, I can't remember what his name was, but dude, I I I forgot about the little rascals. That's Ted Danson, isn't it? Yeah, Ted Danson, man. Dude, you know she did. Dude, did you know she did? Lion she was Buckley's mom and uh, Little Rascals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That don't count though, bro. She was only in it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> after them niggas, after them niggas won the soapbox derby, bro. That's when. That's when you found out that that was his mom. Like that don't count. Dude, did you know she was credited for one, two, three, four, five, six, six movies in nineteen ninety four, dude? That's crazy. Nigga, she was in she was in Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood. Have you ever seen that? Man, I've seen so many Tales from the Crypt, man. No, no, it's a movie. Oh, the the movie one? I don't know. It says a TV series right here. Bordello of Blood is a movie. Oh. Hold on. Let me make sure. I don't know if I saw Tales from the Crypt movie. I mean, I used to watch the series 
Oh, uh, you ain't never seen the Tales from the Crypt? That's what you should do, bro. You should go back and watch the Tales from the Crypt movie. You talking about fire, my nigga? Yo, I used to just, love man the it man. I used to watch Tales from the Crypt just for the intro, my guy. That's how you. That's how you know niggas grew up in the nineties, bro. Hey, I'm telling you, boy, because it went. I can't from believe she's in Star Trek. Yeah, I can't believe she's in Star Trek. Oh, okay. So, well, it say Bordello of Blood on the thing. That's why I thought it was the movie. Yeah, that was man. my shit. Shout out to Whippy Goldberg, man. Yeah, Great sure, career man. for sure. So, um, yeah, man, we got that out the way. Next episode, um, we are doing on the coming soon. It will be the town. The town, man. Yeah, it's the town, man. Um, starring what's that? Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson. Uh, no, man, you yeah, that's the Departed. Departed, yeah, I'm tripping. Who's man, in the town? This is, uh, man, uh, Jeremy. Um. Was it Rimmer? Oh, Jeremy Renner. Okay. Renner and um, Ben Affleck, Rebecca Hall. Um, shit, who else is in that shit? Um, I mean, those are the main people. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, this dude over here talking about the Departed. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. This is about. This is like a true story. Like, man, that was like a, a family that used to just rob damn armored trucks back, well, uh, banks and stuff uh, up in Massachusetts back in the day. I didn't know this was a true story. Like, that's dude, crazy. like, dude, there's a there's a documentary, man, that talks about um. All the bank robberies and shit that used to go on in um, Boston back in like the '80s or early '90s or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and it um and it was like this family that was just going around like just robbing, man. Yeah, I don't know if this movie is considered a true story, but you know what I mean. But it's based off of something that was, you know what I mean, <clears throat> kind of mm-hmm. real. I mean, it's, it's of course it's gonna be loosely based, so it ain't like you know what I'm saying, like spot on. Yeah. Um, yeah, but John Hamm was in this joint. Mm-hmm. Blake Lively was in here. I forgot about she was in there. Hamm is in this. Yeah, Chris Cooper's in this joint. Like, I ain't yeah, seen man, this shit in a minute, so it's gonna I ain't be- seen it in a while either. It's been yeah. it's been a while since I seen it, so it's gonna be good to go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and uh, Ben Affleck directed it too. Okay, okay. So yeah, it's, it should be pretty good then. Yes, sir, man. So it's gonna be a fun episode to do. All right, man. So um we hold on real quick. Okay, so um, I'm sorry, I had to check this email real quick, man. Um, listen, get with us, you know what I'm saying? If you liked the episode, if you didn't like the episode, hit us up, let us know, hit us up on the socials, IG and Twitter, um, at View and Nine Pod on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Um, as far as me, you can hit me up on uh, at Scoots Bronson on Twitter. Uh, I got a link tree in the bio, that's where you can find me everywhere else. That's all I got. Yes, sir. Y'all can catch me at 
<clears throat> S. Dot Foster Eight on Instagram and Twitter at Twenty Eight Minutes or Less Pod. That is on IG, just IG. Also, uh, check out the last episode of Twenty Eight Minutes or Less, which was episode eighty seven. I did Candy, a Hulu miniseries on uh, Candace Montgomery, who stabbed a woman forty one times with an axe and got away with it. Um, so uh, go check that out on all major platforms, man. For sure, man. And um, listen, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get it together, man. We're going to get it going. Um, we got a bunch of people out here, you know what I'm saying, that's loving what we do. And, you know what I'm saying, we love what we do as well. So can't wait to see you guys in the next episode. Until then, like they say in Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Cut.